Hey, Toronto. Welcome to How's the Market Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Kate. And you do not have to adjust your set if you're watching on YouTube. We've actually switched places. It's in reverse. Yes. <laughs> I've been told this is my better side. Yes. We'll go with that. If we're going to argue, if you have one. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right. Let the but, roasting begin. We'll see how Kate does. This might be her last episode. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? All right. I'm sure you all were super interested in the fall economic statement from Tuesday because it's the sexiest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> riveting stuff. Absolutely riveting stuff. So we didn't get a ton of information. We got a few bits and pieces. We just wanted to give you guys an update on that. And then we're going to be talking about some funny real estate Reddit stories that I have compiled for Dave. I haven't heard any of these, so it's going to be uh, I have a reaction to, to I just want to get a reaction in real time and yeah. maybe get some of your thoughts and your feedback. And I also just really love funny Reddit stories because the most ridiculous stuff happens. I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. So the fall economic statement comes out and they address what, what we're going to look forward to next year in the budget plans they're going to implement. It gives you some detail, but it doesn't give you the full detail. Mm-hmm. No surprise to anybody that we're dealing with a housing shortage issue. Absolutely. Trying to make more, also trying to make housing more affordable. And they've implemented some things that they think are going to be able to help tackle that. Yeah. So they mentioned that we're going to be introducing a new Canadian mortgage charter that's going to be updating some of the existing legislation. Again, not a ton of information on that. One point that they did mention was that they were going to be focusing on making sure that there is fair treatment for people who are renewing their mortgages. Yes. Again, no specifics on how they intend to do that. Some of what they alluded to was in Canada here, you get a 25, 30 year mortgage. And generally it's every sort of three to five years, it's up for renewal. So you have to get a new mortgage. Mm-hmm. When that time comes, you can either stick with your current lender and just renew it with them. But if you want to switch to someone else, you now have to qualify under the current stress test for that mortgage to move to a different provider should a, a better option be available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously we do mortgages very differently from how they do it in the States. Yeah, in, in the States, if you buy a home you can be locked in for 15 years or, mm-hmm. or for the full 30-year term. And I feel like that might also be a little bit of the reason why the states is feeling as much of a housing crunch as Canada is, because normally Canada is the one that has the housing shortage. But a lot of people locked in at those 2.5% yeah, mortgages back in 2020 and 2021. In the states, they have a, a problem with inventory, and it's exactly what you said. If you've got a 30-year mortgage at under 3%, the chances of you moving to get a new mortgage on a place that's seven, eight mm-hmm. percent, unless you absolutely have to for work or for family, anything else like that. Unless you absolutely have to, you're probably staying put there. I think yeah. a lot of people will choose to renovate and you, just stay. You've got are. some golden handcuffs that you're. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's try and renovate. Let's explore that option before we. Yeah. Try and break that mortgage. In here, the major concern is that over the next three years, how many mortgages that were written are going to double, triple with higher rates than we're currently at. A lot of those are coming up for renewal in early 2024, mid-2024. They also mentioned looking at the possibility to extend mortgages, Mm -hmm. if that's an option. So let's say you bought a place on a 25-year term, and now you're at the 20-year mark and you're renewing it but your rates have gone up significantly, they'll look at being able to push out that amortization, so the remaining portion, over another 25 or 30 years, as long as it's affordable and that you can actually, it's reasonable that you can pay it off. You don't want to look at putting that over 100 years. You're going to be paying a lot more in interest in the long run. 
it is they're really trying to focus on allowing people to stay in their homes mm-hmm. that for now and if, if that comes at the sacrifice of paying more interest and over a longer period of time um, I, I think that's an option a lot of homeowners would rather take rather than uh, being forced to, to sell their home yeah we also uh, found out that we're going to be getting 15 billion dollars of funding for 30,000 rentals now of course that's all across Canada that's not just specifically for Ontario and they've also promised 1 billion to the affordable housing fund so a, li- a little bit of movement. <laughs> it's got some B's in it rather than M's. Mm-hmm. Um, Neither of them are going to be starting until 2025 when we have a federal election expected to come in. So I do think mm. this is going to be a pretty big token that they're using. Are you living to the convenience of that? Uh, More so the <laughs> inconvenience for taxpayers that we're not getting a little bit of an earlier start on this program. It seems like something that's going to be used as a bargaining chip. So I will yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, any of the governments in, in the past decade or so have, have, have struggled with creating affordable housing and even purpose-built rentals. And that's why we're in the scenario we are now. I would love if we can wave a magic wand and fix it, but that's not an option. If they're actually going to take the time to seriously consider the most effective way to do this and implement it for that, hopefully something gets done and it's just not talking about it. Yeah, we need to stop kicking the can down the road and really start opening up some legislation to get these rental units built, to get make it easier for people to build homes, make it more affordable, get a, rid of a little bit of the red tape that exists. Would um, it be too much to ask for a little foresight about maybe some tramp? We seem to have our immigration numbers set, but it's let's get some movement on Eglinton. Eglinton would be nice. Let's get some additional transportation across Canada. Let's get some more houses built. I, th- there was a great tweet that I saw probably about a month or so ago. It was They found Tupac's alleged murderer before they yes. finished Eglinton in the Allen. I know. <laughs> it's wild. That's a well-crafted joke for, for local Trontonians. Oh, it's been so long. And we also have, as of January 1st, They're going to be denying income tax deductions for short-term rental expenses. So that will include things like cleaning expenses, people who leave water bottles and coffee pods and food in the fridge. And that's going to be in provinces that prohibit Airbnb rentals. Right. Headline might read that they're cracking down on short-term rentals, Airbnbs. The reality is that it's not actually limiting the use of it. It's the CRA saying, hey, you can't, this is no longer tax deductible. And that's for the areas that are prohibited. Yeah. Uh, We've got $50 million over three years for municipal enforcement of short-term rentals as well. So I don't know if that's going to be including extra policing, extra legislation, making, we've heard all these horror stories about people renting out units as Airbnbs and they don't even own them. Like, I don't really know where that money is going to be focused. It's talking to some Airbnb operators here in Toronto. It's a widely different story as to their interaction with Airbnb. Some explained a very diligent process where they're checking to make sure everything is done correctly, and then others are saying it's you know there's a crackdown through the through the organizations like this. Or maybe they're making it even harder for Airbnb rentals to exist. Right now, the consensus I hear from operators is that there isn't really any any enforcement to the rules. So hopefully this brings some and people are operating appropriately. Yeah. Um, We found out that they are going to be increasing the deficit by $20.8 billion over the next five years. That is billion. Uh, We're currently sitting at $40 billion. That's a lot of money. 
There was also a lot of promises regarding shrinking the deficit by 2027 to 2028 with no specific guidelines. So I decided not to include that because to me, that sounds like baloney. And again, kicking the can down the road. Yeah, they're spending money. So a lot of this is just is high level. It's what they're planning on doing and not necessarily the full detailed plan. Yeah. I will reserve my comments until I actually hear how it's done. I'm feeling uh, sassy. I'm feeling sassy. I'm okay giving my thoughts. I'm repressing my (laughs) sassiness right now. In positive news, we found out that economists outside of the government and the private sector are feeling pretty optimistic about Canada's growth for 2024. They're expecting it to be stronger performing than 2023. And they actually think we're going to be avoiding a recession. I know a lot of people have said we're already in a recession or we're starting to feel the pinch, but they seem to be under the impression that our economy is not going to be shrinking and is going to strengthen in 2024. I guess it's how you define recession. Yes. But it's certainly, to me, it feels like we are in a recession. They're hoping that we avoid it or have a softer landing. Mm-hmm. I think they'll definitely point to the, the lower inflation numbers that just came out at uh, 3.1 down from 3.8. Mm-hmm. Just yep. in September. That's some significant progress that we're making. Yeah, I think that was mainly speared by lower fuel costs. Yeah, which I'm so. sure everyone's enjoying at the gas pumps right now. I know I filled up a couple times and it didn't hurt nearly as bad as it did a few months ago. I drive a diesel. Mm-hmm. So it's a love-hate thing. It was interesting to see diesel prices go over gas prices for the first time in my lifetime. Yeah. That was very interesting. And then again, in positive news, they are talking about creating a grocery task force. If you live in Ontario or Canada, you have probably been inundated by very high grocery bills, maybe adding an extra digit on to what you would normally experience. I think we've all been having to squeeze people deciding to cook at home rather than go out, people just being a little bit more frugal. So they're going to create a grocery task force, and they are also in discussion with the top five grocery chains to try and have them commit to lowering grocery prices. And food inflation was down from 11.4% in January to 5.8% in September. That's a great promise. I really hope we can get some movement on that. I hope they have some kind of negotiating power over the top five grocery chains because I don't know if you've been to a Loblaws lately to buy chicken, but it is crazy. Everything's expensive everywhere. It's, I think a lot of it, you have to look what's the source of it. There's global inflation, mm-hmm. but we're certainly being taxed heavier. Just looking at the carbon tax where the farmer producers shipping, everything gets taxed higher and that gets passed on to the end user. So there's been some talks recently about holding off the carbon tax for certain types of home heating Mm -hmm. in certain areas. Hopefully that's going into into the winter here that that, that's adopted across the board. Maybe Mm -hmm. there there can be a solution there. And, And maybe there's also a solution for the grocery food industry on all levels that that could help maybe bring down some costs. I'm just saying if you're going to have a task force, you're going to have to look at why the costs are are so high. And I I don't think it's solely the grocery companies (laughs) trying to pad their profits. I don't know if you've been on Instagram lately, but people are mad at Galen Weston. They are mad at him. People are mad at a lot of people. He's buying cottages and people are mad saying bananas are too expensive. First the chicken, now the banana. Okay. I don't know. I haven't done a ton of research into it. All I know is that my grocery bill is expensive and I hope this helps. I, I hope it helps for a lot of Canadians. It's there's there we see the stories every day where people are, are having to cut back on is it heat, is it food? Yeah. Um and food banks are completely overwhelmed at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's you start to see an increase in theft as well because people are gonna do what they can to feed their families. 
Absolutely. This is a very real thing that hopefully this task force can take a a serious look at this and Mm -hmm. and find some solutions that we can try to make things more affordable. Initially seeing the the inflation numbers come down is a good sign. So hopefully that starts to translate through into some of the food prices. Yeah. And just anecdotally, I know two people who are actually planning on leaving Canada. And a, a huge factor of it is because of the insane inflation in food prices and other daily goods that we've had. And they've just looked at the prices of other places and they just said, I can have a better life if I leave. And I think a lot of people are starting to get frustrated. I've had the conversation certainly more frequently in the last year, we'll say, about, hey, Dave, you work for an international brand. Talk to me about real estate here. Yeah. What are my options if I go to here? Can you give me some information? Mm -hmm. Definitely something people are seriously considering. Yeah. And a lot of people look at other places where the food prices and tax tend to be a little cheaper, not to say names, but Alberta and Calgary. But then they look at the the seasonality and the weather over there and they say, hey, how about we look at Florida instead? Florida or Alberta? Uh, That's an interesting debate. Alberta's beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. It's cold as hell. <laughs> it is. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you think about, is this my good side or, or should you? Move back to the other side. No, I think this is how we're doing it from now on. Okay. Make sure you hit the like button. Yeah. Leave a comment. Leave a comment, share, and subscribe. Yeah. All right. We'll see ya. Thanks. Bye.